The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Welcome to the Echo Chamber. I am Diana Marzalek. I'm in a senior reporter with the Homes Report. And today I have Jeff Joseph with me. Jeff is the CEO of the Software and Information Industry Association, otherwise known as SIIA. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> good. Thank you for joining us here oh, on a rainy day. It's very rainy, but it's good to be here. Thank you. Good. Um, I wonder if you could just fill us in to begin with about your association and, and your mission and what you're doing. Sure, sure. So SIIA represent about 800 companies across a, a wide range of markets. So we have companies that are in financial services, uh, both the buy side and the sell side, so stock markets, the stock exchanges, and then the, the, the banks and brokers who purchase that data and information. Uh, we have companies in the education technology space. We have companies in B2B media, um, so large data providers like Dow Jones and Bloomberg, and then specialty publications, like if you're engaged in, say, um, widget manufacturing and you have that must-read newsletter that only 2,000 people receive, but it's the must-read of the week, they're members of ours as well. And then software companies. So it's this interesting mix of the companies in different markets, but really the connective tissue is data and information. Um, many of our member companies either produce, um, they, they interpret, they distribute data and information across all those different markets. And if you think about it, it's a really interesting place to be. Um, the origins of our association started as representing software companies back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, the world's changed, but in some ways there's a parallel. In the 80s, it was all about software and hardware, and then with the evolution of technology, it came about connectivity with the internet, devices that connect to the internet, the first and second generation of disruptive companies, and now it's really about data and information. Every company is engaged in data information, and that's where we sit. So it's a really exciting place to be. So what's your membership like? I mean, data information is a very big uh, right. it could <laughs> I, I don't be, know what it is, but it could be a gazillion. Uh, I mean, that's the excitement and the uh -huh. challenge, right? Right. 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 And you um, we're talking today a little bit about the Cody Awards, right? right. This is kind of the premier, um, one of the industry awards. You're like the Oscars of data <laughs> and information or the Emmys, right? So right. what can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the Cody's event, this is actually the 35th anniversary. Uh, you put it very well. I'm glad you used those <laughs> words. Um, these are the preeminent awards program in this, the software industry, specifically in business and in education. Um, so we look at a variety of categories from marketing to service providing to um, um, analytics, and, uh, and, and we have, it's the only peer-reviewed uh, program um, in, in software. So it has this stellar reputation of really being um, the, the, the high volume, the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys, whatever, of uh, software development. The Saber Awards, which is our the Saber Awards. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Paul. Yes, the Saber Awards. Um, so, thirty-five years. I, I did went online and I looked at some of the um, the awards past to see how they have evolved. And what, these are my favorite. Some okay. of them from All like right. the beginning. Best new use of a computer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're aging us, but yes. Right? Yes, I think that was one of the inaugural awards, right. which was PageMaker. Um, best adaptation from another medium. The new electronic encyclopedia. Oh, wow, wow. Um, so how have you, you know, going back with the awards, I mean, you did mention a little bit about how the, um, how the, uh, 
the association has changed, but really this is a marker of how technology has changed, right? That's that's a great way to put it. Again, sort of the, that evolution from the box software that some of us may remember um, to now it's just everywhere, right? It's right. So- software and data is everywhere. Um, so we can look back and see those early awards. There was um, you know, the best worldwide web applet in 1991. <laughs> I saw that too. I saw yeah. that one too. Yeah, <laughs> the best 16-bit graphics. So, uh-huh. but, but, you know, when, when I look back at that, it... it it, it one it's um it's it's it makes me proud right that mm-hmm. we were there at the beginning and that what we now laugh at I mean those were huge innovative developments back in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. right and and we recognize them and we help that market develop and grow by shining a spotlight so today we try to make sure that the awards st- reflect what the new technology so for example um, this year we'll have the best artificial intelligence solution um, you know taking taking opportunities there um, so we're always constantly working with our judges working with our our applicants working with our member companies to make sure that we're representing the latest technological trends to uh, so that we're staying on top of uh, the latest innovations. So the scope of awards must have changed. The categories, I mean, how many categories have you grown it, from it's, into? It's, it's, it's broadened so much, and we cover so many categories now. Um, you know, if I look at... Uh, um, just in um, our business technology, there's some, gosh, over 40-some-odd categories from business tools to data and analytics that wouldn't have existed right. um, back when we first started. Network and systems, um, security obviously is huge. If we look at education, it's um, sort of those those uh, administrative solutions um, for managing classrooms or managing um, student information to um, approaches for special learners, um, those students who need a different non-traditional approach um, to um, core academic solutions and, and authoring and curating data. So again, it's it's very broad, um, but always sort of reflecting the latest innovations and the latest trends in both business and uh, and uh, educational software. And just so much more sophisticated. I mean, I was looking back at education too, and it was like, was it where in the world was Carmen? <laughs> Carmen San Diego, right? <laughs> she, oh gosh, that no, one really, won a right. lot of awards. But, but, you know? but deservedly so, right? It was Absolutely. innovative at the time and revolutionary. So we want to make sure that that whatever that next Carmen San Diego, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talk a lot internally about um, Excel, you know, Microsoft Excel that we now sort of take an electronic spreadsheet is just another application, right? But it was revolutionary at the time. Um, So what's that next generation of Carmen Sandiego's? What's that next generation of Excel spreadsheets that's really driving innovation in education and business technology? And yet there are some that are consistent, right, that still show up. So Microsoft was there in the beginning. Right, right. Um, I was surprised to see SimCity, I think, was there early on. SimCity, right. But these Mm -hmm. still have longevity. I mean, well, Microsoft, obviously it's, it's evolved, but there are, I mean, what are the companies or that you have seen over time that are the steadfasts. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's, that's a great way to put it. And we could measure that, that some of those early groundbreaking companies that really established a foothold that we recognized early on that are still um, engaged with us. So Microsoft is a great example. Red Hat Solutions, um, Adobe uh, software, everyone knows. Um, you know, we have we have a number that, that, have, uh, that have been with us that continue to innovate and evolve. Um, and what's fun is then trying to guess, all right, what's the, uh, what's going to be the next Microsoft? What's the next great innovation that's going to come through? IBM, TurboTax is a, is a past winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple, obviously. Um, so we can celebrate that past and really build upon that foundation. But, but what's particularly exciting is, you know, what's that next question? What's that next next generation? Who's going to be the next Microsoft? Who's going to be the next Red Hat? So do you guys sit around the office and I would not say that I've built my stock portfolio <laughs> off of, of good guesses, but it is exciting to see um, those new technologies. And, and, and I think you know, sometimes we take um, for granted what awards can mean, right? It's, an, it's another awards program. But when we see the winners go up and there's such pride, right? Yes. When you see 
the software developer or the innovator. Um, and it becomes a, a great marketing opportunity, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, just being recognized by one's peers is always a great, great, uh, great pat on the back and a great sign of success. Um, and the opportunity to gain additional funding for, for startups and, and small companies that need it. Um, so that that's, it's exciting to sort of see both the technology, but it's also exciting to see the honorees and, and, and how they grow and, and just how much it can mean to them to, to get such a coveted award. Absolutely. Award. And when is the 35th and where? Tell us. The, the, the 35th will be mm-hmm. uh, held in in San Francisco. We always do it around our uh, education conference. Um, so we're coming up on a number of uh, deadlines. Um, we're actually currently in early round of uh, nominations that will go through um, uh, actually in the 10th, and then our regular nomination period will run through January 3rd. And then uh, the winners are announced May 18th and 19th in uh, San Francisco. Excellent. So how do you keep it going? I mean, do the Cody's have their li- a life of their own? Does the association have a life of its own at this point? It probably does. Yeah, well. <laughs> but how do you keep the enthusiasm? I mean, a changing industry. Yeah. Um, trade associations can get sort of stayed. Um, but you're in a world that's constantly developing and constantly changing. And you're, you're um, CEOing now, but I know your background is in communications. Right. So you got the whole thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> so how? Yes, so lucky you. Yeah, it's all indeed, on you. Um, so how do you, how do you keep it going or does it have the prestige and yeah, no, that's a great question. have legs, as yeah. they say? Yeah, so I think there's, there's sort of two parts to that you asked, and one is about the awards program. And and we're taking a, a new look, um, renewed look at the awards program to make sure that it's fresh, um, that we are um, represent that our that our product categories, for example, do truly represent the latest innovations and 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 what's coming next, right? We always want to be a little bit ahead of ourselves. So we're and and we're, what I say is that we want to we have such a great history as you've heard, but we need to repolish the brand. We need to reintroduce the brand. Um, so we're doing things like this to sort of reintroduce the Cody's to a new um, new audience to reach out to marketers and PR professionals to help them understand for their clients or for their companies what what this can mean and why the Cody's are important. And we're holding Tomorrow night in New York, we're having our first um, sort of meetup of those who are applying and some past winners, so they can exchange ideas about you know how do I make sure that my application is strong and and uh, and how do I take advantage of, of if should I win how do I take advantage and leverage that. Um, we just brought on a, a a PR firm to work with us to help us rebrandish and retell our story. So a lot of it is PR 101 and just right. going out and telling our story um, to different audiences. And we're looking for different partnerships um, where we don't have expertise. So if we think of you know what what are the implications of, of um, say um, quantum computing on some of these software applications. We don't know that world, so we're looking for partnerships who can help us identify new innovative companies and, and better understand. So that's the Cody's. Um, with the association, it is a fascinating time. Um, it's a difficult time for associations. Um, young people, they, they have different ways of you have children around the same age as mine. They communicate, they connect in different ways. So we're asking ourselves, how do we make sure that we're meeting them where they already are instead of trying to you know, pull them into our world. How do we meet them where they are? And how do we provide value in a different way? Is it networking? Is it educational opportunities? A career advancement? Um, information? What do they need that we can provide? So that's sort of one challenge. Our organization has a, uh, a unique challenge. Um, this is my third trade association, which is, you'd ask me when I graduated college, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to be a trade association executive. Not a bad gig. You said you're, you're in this technology world. I know you right. said CES, which is if you want technology, you got technology. And your third tech, your third association was? It was uh, biotech, um, the biotechnology okay. industry organization in Washington. So always innovative industries, you know, right. in healthcare and in consumer technology and now, you know, broader technology, data, media. Um, so it's always been in that. But um 
you know, because we have these disparate markets from finance to education to software to, to media, you know, what's the whole? What's the story we tell and how do we provide value? So I, I, I'm so excited about this intersection of data and information and, 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 uh, and media and content because to your point, like, that's where everyone is. And so if we can provide value for our current members by connecting them. Um, I was just at, a, uh, at our education conference today, and we had a phenomenal keynote on diversity and equity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a keynote that all our members need to hear. Every company is doing it, particularly technology companies. are really struggling with, you know, how do we do the right thing? How do we make sure that we are um, um, advancing and, and, and moving forward with our diversity and, equ- and, and equity initiatives? And, and beyond not just about gender um, um, identification, not just about um, um, education or, or, or ethnicity, but also about diversity of thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an area where we as, a, as this broad association can help our members understand and maybe learn from each other. You know, what's working in education that may be applicable in B2B media or vice versa? What's working in finance that may not work in tech or, or vice versa? So that's, that's a value add that we provide. We're looking at um, the impact of new technologies. We mentioned AI. Mm-hmm. Again, AI is not just impacting education, but it's impacting all these other industries. So we can help be a thought leader or convene them together to, to share thoughts. And then finally, in the area of, of, uh, of policy, public policy, I'm from Washington. I have to <laughs> you give gotta it, give get it, it in. The I got to get it in, right? <laughs> exactly. If I was in New York, it'd be about finance, LA right. entertainment. I'm a DC guy. <laughs> okay, what can fair I say? Enough. We um, accept that. Right. So if we look at um, the policy issues that are impacting all our members, you know, data privacy. Data security, that's an area where we can really provide um, a value and a benefit for all our members by you know, representing all of them and their broad interests. Even though each section has specific interests, education is different, again, than, than privacy and education with children, different than financial. But there is right. an intersection there. There's, there's some commonality. So we can lead in that area. So I think it's an incredibly exciting time to sort of reintroduce this organization, revitalize it. And if we really build around data and information, then we can go many different places. Healthcare. Um, you know, healthcare is about access, but it's also about data information and privacy and security. Smart cities, um, I mean, just on and on and on. Retail, everything is about data information. So what can we do? How can we create an association that attracts these young people, brings in new entrants, and provides that, that the, the value and benefits of this uh, connective t- tissue? So how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not in the job that long. So well, it takes, no, it's a, fair it takes a while, I know. But I imagine there's got to be some sort of division. you got, like, these young companies coming in that are the be-all, end-all or whatever. Um, but they're also now facing the real real tasks, yeah. like the privacy issues and everything. Right. Um, you know, maybe being deflated a little bit. And then you've got sort of the older, more established companies that, that grew up with technology. I mean, are you seeing a division or is it hard to get people in? Well, is it's, it... it's so it's, um, it's, it's a very astute question. Um, and so one of the challenges is that currently and in, in for our organization, this is probably true for others, that um, when many of the member companies join, they join for that business unit. So mm-hmm. I'm in ed tech. I, I know that I have to go to the conferences here in New York. I, I've got to be there. That's the place to be um, in our financial uh, services division. I've got to be at their, their global conference. That's where everyone's going to be and learn. But what's this other thing? You know, what's this SIIA thing? Um, so that's what we're trying to educate and build that value. Uh, you can get what you need in education here, but if you want to deal with these larger business concerns um, or find commonality across an opportunity, that's where we can provide value. So um, there are those members who yeah, I, I often talk about uh, the forest and the trees. Sorry to be trite, but um, so, you know, some of our members, they, they want to hold onto the tree and, and hug the tree, and that's great. We love our trees. you got to feed it, water it, blah, blah, blah. But, I, but if we're going to grow the tree, I need you to help me grow the forest. I need you to 
touch your tree, know it's there, but help me look and, and develop the forest. Because the better we all do, the more, more we can invest back into that individual tree and help that grow. So there's always that sort of challenge. Um, there's also some tension. We represent technology companies who are in some ways competing with some of these traditional media companies. You know, we all know the story around ad dollars and, and the fight for eyeballs. So there's, there's some tension there. But if we can convince them that, that if we all do better, if we all move forward together, um, if we address some of these policy issues, if we address some of these technology challenge issues, if we sit down in, in non-competitive environments just to get to know each other and exchange ideas, that there's opportunities there. And that's, that's why I'm excited again. There's so much opportunity. Um, and, and we are sitting on this, this gold mine. Again, data really is the currency of, uh, of the modern economy, of the, the tech economy, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's where we can sit and play a role in some leadership. It's also so big. I mean, it's making what you must do, what you must deal with. It makes my head spin, but you're the, I'm not. I'm not the technologist. So, um, but I, I found the what you were saying about competition being interesting. I mean, how how I don't want to say siloed. I, I don't like that word. Yeah, <laughs> is everything yeah. siloed? But the industry, how much is there of like an industry pulling together? Yeah. Well, there hasn't been, and that's been one of the challenges. Um, mm-hmm. That that each in, again, just in our world, right. um, that each of these divisions have done well for the most part on their own. And they develop these really strong communities. I love going in, into the events, and you—it's—it's like—it's like when you're going to see us in a few weeks, and you'll mm-hmm. see this. Um, old friends come together; they see each other once a year. At the, they, maybe they work together, or they've crossed paths, and and we don't want to lose the vibrancy of those individual communities. Um, but we—if we don't build something bigger, if we don't provide that value overall, then then why 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 have this organization? So it's an ex- existential question in 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 some ways. Um, so the opportunities, are, I think, are greater than than the individual challenges. And I often hear that every t- every company is a technology company. That's right. 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 To your point. So where do you draw the line on yeah. your? Well, so we, we first have to start with what we have, and we have to show that value for our current members before even before we think about growing elsewhere. But um, but I try to think of concentric circles and what makes sense, and where do we have expertise? You know, I mentioned healthcare because uh, I think there's an opportunity there. Um, the healthcare is so divided. So if I want to deal with privacy and data in a healthcare or in a hospital setting, mm-hmm. I know where to go. I go to the American Hospital Association, right? right? If I'm a pharma company, a biopharma company, I'm dealing with um, with um, clinical trial data or whatever, and there's there's a, there's a, a privacy regime around that, a regulatory regime around that. I, I know where to go. But if I'm dealing more in the macro sense or those sections aren't talking to each other, then that can be a place where it can be a convener for them as well as what can I learn from these other business units that are dealing with, you know, again, in a different sectorial way, but they're dealing with many of the same issues of, of uh, I'm collecting all this information. How do I ensure that I'm being transparent with those I'm collecting it from? Um, how do I make sure it's secure? How do I monetize it in a way that is is legitimate and that that respects my my commitment to um, to privacy? And as as uh, as we look at both um, at federal, at state, and even at global privacy regimes, um, how can how can we learn from each other and come in together to make sure that we're all protected? Is that I was going to ask you, looking ahead of 2020, what are the biggest, you know, what, what do you see ahead in terms of the biggest issues facing the companies and also what you're hearing from consumers, regulatory? Maybe it's what you've already just uh, mentioned in, in data and privacy. But, um, well, it's, it's it from a, so from a technology perspective, I think all of these, it's, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords. You know, people yes. talk about AI and, and they talk about machine learning. What does that really mean? And, and when, You tell it, me. You know, well, we, we can go deep <laughs> into that. But, but how does it impact these companies, right? right? You know, again, like quantum computing, I hear it, but how is it going to? 
impact my business. Um, so trying to help our companies navigate that and make it really make it make business sense, or even at a more um, um, practical level. Uh, if I'm not worrying about these big issues, I'm worried about from the media side, you know, how do I make money these days, right? Yes. How do I compete? You, you know, you're a journalist, uh -huh. right? Um, so helping them understand that. How do I develop talent? How do, how do I draw talent into um, when I'm competing? If, if, a, if a, a young person comes out of school and they've got a choice to go into tech or they've got a choice to go into journalism, how do we compete so we continue to build the, the, um, the talent pool? Um, so sort of that level where we can try to help and learn. Um, and that's, that's certainly on our, on our radar for the coming year. And then that sort of level of technology from a policy perspective, you know, I think certainly in Washington, a lot of the air is being sucked up by current events. <laughs> you think? Uh, I, I, yeah, you have to be an insider to sort of get that. Um, but, you know, we're, we're paying close attention to a potential federal privacy bill. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that everything has become political because it really shouldn't be political, right? Right. Um, it should be nonpartisan. And and we've seen a lot of proposals, some of which are, are bipartisan. Um, so we should be able to build there. Um, digital trade is important to us. So as a, as a media company, if I store my data in the United States, but I have customers in Canada, how's that ruled? How's that judged? Can I move it from one to the other? What rights do I need to follow? So um, you know, we're looking at the, the trade agreements. Um, this new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement has some really good provisions that are modernized these these trade agreements um, to, to account for technology issues such as data location. Um, so that's that's a big issue. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. There's, so again, that's sort of from that practical, you know, how do I make money and survive to these sort of big um, policy issues to the impact of, uh, of technology to even, again, um, some of these large business issues around um, um, uh, workforce development, um, you know, how are we competing in an environment where technology is changing the workforce um, to these issues of diversity and inclusion? Do you have a big support staff? <laughs> 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 are you good at uh, distributing the? I mean, I feel like well, I no, you're to your point, head. right? Like, well, what's the, what's <laughs> like? The, how can you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, we're trying to. We're going through triage right now and talking to our members about what truly is important. Okay. Where yeah, can we add prioritize, value? Prioritize, right? Um, prioritize, you know, and, and it's that old bad joke about you know how to eat a whale one bite at a time, yes, right? right? So we're beginning to sort of identify well, what needs to come first, and it's a balance of the three. I mean, those those sort of day to day business issues are real. Um, you know, how do I make money? How do I compete? Um, how do we, um, you know, make sure we're being efficient and provide value to our, to our customers, for our members? And then there are these big technological trends and societal trends and these big um, policy issues. So, but that's our role as an association to help our members understand and navigate. And if we can't provide solutions, helping them find solutions. And that's why, again, I think bringing them all together mm -hmm. where they can identify those common threads um, will be helpful and beneficial. And that's a value we can provide. Excellent. Um, are you a tech guy or a communicator uh, or both? Uh, like, how do you, what's your... Yeah, no, you know, all. I, I, I am fortunate enough that I have always, I'm very blessed. I've always had the opportunity to work in, in really interesting areas. I mm -hmm. love, um, I love the art of, the science of communication. Um, you know, how do you craft a story in a way that resonates? And, and what, what I found is that, you know, what generally it, what works is PR is a marketing tool. You know, those same fundamentals carry over to to the government affairs world. The same fundamentals carry over the way I want to communicate with internal staff and members. What's the message? How do I, you know, what's the action item? How do I motivate? What are the tools to do that? What are the vehicles? I mean, those same sort of baseline questions translate across, and I love that. Um, I, I think, 
you know, technology is, uh, has gotten a lot of bad rap lately and, mm-hmm. and somewhat sometimes deservedly so, so right? We, right. We, have, we have issues that we haven't addressed. Uh, the analogy I make is that for so long we were these cute little babies, right? And like, oh, they're so <laughs> adorable and they yeah. smell good and they're growing up and they're doing these awesome things. And now we're teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and you're yuck. Oh, well, you know, like, there's some good, right? You see I them know, become I'm their joking. own people. But, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of yuck as well. And so part of our role as an association is to help um, both defend our industry because, my gosh, I mean, look, look where we are now. We, we couldn't have done this 20 years ago, right? right? Um, to sit in a small room and have a conversation that millions of people can um, hopefully, theoretically, hear. Um, you know, we hold these devices in our hands that give us access to entertainment, to education, to connect us. Uh, and it's an amazing thing. Um, it's that bad Louis C.K. joke where he says, you know, every now and then you sit in the airplane and people complain about there's no Wi-Fi, the food stinks, but you're flying. <laughs> I like that, right? Right? You're in a machine, you're flying. We're communicating the on these devices, right? Right. So we have to recognize the value and the benefit and the, you know, the economic um, transformation that we've caused, the, the number of jobs that we've created and opportunities, um, the, uh, the the markets that have grown. You know, when, when I was young, there was no such thing as a, as a data programmer or a web developer. You know, mm-hmm. those are real career paths now for people. That's a great story to tell. At the same time, we have to recognize we have a lot of work to do in diversity, for example. We have a lot of fundamental questions. How do we... How do we make sure that we are taking care of people and training people as technology displaces jobs and making sure that it's complementary and, 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 not, uh, and not just um, creating disruption, negative disruption? Um, how do we deal with um, you know, privacy concerns? How do we deal with, um, with the proper use of social media platforms um, and keeping out negative elements or you know, efforts to divide us or, or, or to... To um, um, you know, to disrupt our our, our, our democratic principles, and democratic processes, um, you know, screen time. I mean, just on and on and on. Right. There's so many issues to to uh, to address. So we have to be proactive in recognizing that there are challenges and that we don't have all the solutions. But we have to be at the table to provide solutions and mm-hmm. willing to have that discussion. And we have to keep coming back to. You know, we've, we we do good things. We're not all bad. To, we're not just out all night drinking, Mom. You know, we're doing our schoolwork. We're revolutionizing the world. We're, right. we're, we're helping. One last question. What sort of wows you? Like, what have you seen lately, heard lately, what's coming through in the awards that, like, just... That's amazing. Yeah, that's a fair question. It's too early now. We're literally just in the early uh, um, nomination period, so I, I haven't seen it. But yeah, I'll, I'll, this this sounds like a cop out, but it's really not. What what I see is um, is uh, opportunity and creativity and innovation. Um, when when we go to these awards, as I go around the country and I speak to people, and and I hear their stories of just you know, you, you can sit in your garage, you can sit in your bedroom and create something. That's amazing, yes. right? You can go mm-hmm. to a maker shop and create something. Yeah. Um, the opportunities to market, the opportunities to to um, collaborate and find partners, um, are, they're, they're, they go beyond the boundaries of, of time and space, right? Yeah. right. It's, it's just unbelievable. And so you know, it's not necessarily one specific thing, um, but it's that energy that, that, uh, that we have that we can't lose. Um, you know, we... It, not to be too nationalistic or whatever, but it, it, it is part of our special sauce in this country is innovation and, and leading in innovation. And I worry sometimes that we lose sight of that. And we really need to invest and make sure that we've got the right framework to allow for that to go on. Because it is happening, um, but we could lose it as quickly as, as we have. Um, so 
that's what keeps me excited. Well, it's nice to hear because I, I know you're CEO, but you're a fan. Like, you're, yeah, you're no, into this. You're, like, raring to go. It's, and... you know, we, we, we sit at this great place um, from our media companies who are in this, in this, in this age of what is quality news and what is, what is fake news. We represent companies that are providing high-quality information, mm-hmm. like must-read information and data and news. Um, that's, that's really exciting. We represent these companies who are supporting our financial markets, and that's exciting. We represent these ed tech companies that are re- recognizing that not every student learns the same and are coming up with innovative solutions or simply making it easier to order pencils. Right. <laughs> like even at that. Uh-huh. That's right. a really cool and fun place to be. And we as staff get to play a small world, in, a small role in, uh, in this new world and these innovations. And that's, that's pretty cool. Sounds like a good world. Nah, thank All right. You. Well, I appreciate you joining us. We Thanks will follow the evolution of the organization and I can say technology, but right, <laughs> it's right. not. So uh, good luck with the next awards. We'll follow you and uh, we'll look forward to talking again. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group. Putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Today.